0: Just want to say something witty right before I start the music. Greetings, hello Sam. Do you feel so fresh and so clean? I do. <laughs> uh, this is the file drawer uh, with Sam and Eric. Yep. Episode twenty four.
1: Episode twenty four. Is it? I wow. don't know. I guess. Yeah that that sounds about right. Sounds about That's right. Awesome. 20,
0: we we st- delightful episodes of covering the big topics of our day. Yeah,
1: I would like to say we started this journey even before, you know the pre recorded mm. podcast drinking beer. We did. And now it's me empty handed, <laughs> and it's you drinking a, a good old root beer. Which are a root beer? They're delicious. It's a beer. They're delicious, Yeah, but it ain't a beer.
0: It's true. You know what? I just want to make sure I am clear-minded for these deep intellectual conversations that we have every week.
1: Well, first question.
0: <sighs> All
1: right. Have we, or has our podcast lost its way?
0: <laughs> first pre-question, did we ever have a way?
1: I think our way was no way, Oh, but then
0: perhaps through- By finding a way, we lost our way?
1: S- sometimes. By con- by conforming to a form...
0: What are we, form do we have?
1: Well, think about this. Prior to you hitting the music, you said, say something, something witty <laughs> before you play the music.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And, by the way, I had no idea I was going to start talking about this, but it's making me think. Yeah. It's just like, you know, as you begin doing stuff, obviously form yeah. happens. Uh, rituals Habits. Occur. Habits occur. Yeah. And... I think there's pros and cons to that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I was trying to think through what, so yeah, I we start welcoming people to the to the show, yep. and we kind of banter back and forth until one of us comes up with a topic that yep. we can really wrap our arms around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then we talk about that for a while. <laughs> yep. What do we have after that? Is there anything?
1: Uh, what do we do after that?
0: I mean, at some point. At least recently, I've been uh, kicking it to you as if we have a long list of topics to go through, which is really just code for me not knowing what I'm going to talk about and making you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. We are just a formulaic two guys talking podcast now.
1: Yeah. I want to go back to the Wild Wild West days where everything was so free.
0: You know what? I want to counteract that. Our last episode, we talked about almost no psychology. That's very and true. Our early episodes, I think, we made a very concerted effort to hit some psychology. That is, it felt like that is true. We had to.
1: That's true. Well, so, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to segue to work talk.
0: Good. <laughs> so let's do, it. let's do it. Work talk.
1: Uh, speaking of so form, we were talking about form, mm-hmm. structure. Um, so it made me think um, about the creation of an organization, mm-hmm. the the growth and development, the change.
0: Those are all very different things.
1: Uh, I'm, well, I'm th- really thinking about both. They're all coming into my head. Okay. But both. So right. you start an organization. You know, you start a company. Startup. You start small. How does it operate as a startup? And then the, um, as it grows, maybe becomes successful, maybe mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say it's successful because sure. if it's not That's successful, it you know it's probably going to go away. It starts going through those growing pains. It starts, you know... You know, figuring out what is its way, mm-hmm. figuring out has it lost its way. Right. And there's something to that.
0: So, and then, so you're saying here, me and you, the file drawer, we are an organization and we were a startup and now we are on our way to becoming the next Facebook <laughs> and we've lost our culture, we've lost our, our, our go get them attitude and us against the world. And now we're just two corporate stiffs standing here in front of our mics. Yeah. Just we need, doing what we've always done. We need something to shake us up. Something to shake us. Something to up. Say.
1: So I will tell you about. Well, it's really this is because I've already talked to you about it.
0: Uh huh. I'll talk to the that. audience about it. It'll be brand new. To the the show.
1: This AMC show called um, "Halt and Catch Fire." Okay. So it's about like a, it's not about a startup per se, but it's around the era of the computer startups in like the '80s or whatever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like sort of the pre Silicon Valley phase. And it's so interesting. This
0: is a, this is a drama, a dramatization. Not a. It's a drama. It's, no, it's a drama. It's okay. a drama,
1: okay. and it's almost to the point of almost being too much of a drama for me to say check it out because it's <laughs> it's like oh what is going on here, but I think it is interesting. They have like you know some of the drama that takes place is like corporate, corporate espionage, mm-hmm. um, kind of really sh- shady business, shady business dealings, <laughs> dealings going on, <laughs> okay. um, and it's just real interesting. Kind of, I guess, maybe computer people would like it. Maybe maybe its references are so off that computer people won't like it. I don't know.
0: Right. right. Why do you like it?
1: I like it. I like because I like kind of the tech talk.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and
1: I don't know enough for it, uh, about to, it to be to, rub you the wrong way. to be like, oh, it's just totally off. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. Um, but it has more than just your basic stuff. I mean, yeah. and I know some stuff is accurate or yeah. at least close to accurate, that things that they talk about. So... But why am I talking about this? I don't know. I just lost why my. Why not? Because we're in the wild, wild <laughs> this west. It's the wild <laughs> west. west.
0: Um, I, I have a small bit of follow up yeah, uh, yeah. in discussion with one of my brothers the other yeah, day, yeah. Uh, who they, I believe they are our biggest fans. But mm. a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that a brother climbed up the sea, like climbed up the he, the hallway. Yeah, ceiling. Yeah. I was right. It was Joey, and he reminded me that I had I had had a girlfriend over. Yeah. Uh, the first time I think she had come over to our house is the time he did that. And dropped from the ceiling like a, like a freaky spider. So, thank you, Joey. Uh, the joy of little brothers. Uh, I feel like I had a thing that I was going to say, going to talk about. Thank you for rescuing me. <laughs> uh, no way, man. I, I, uh, oh my god, I had a thing and then I lost it and now it's gone. Is that a song or are you making it up? Just made that song up. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy I thought I thought you show, do I thought you do better
1: uh follow up a better job at uh keeping track of things.
0: Keeping track of You things? seem like you
1: manage things and organize things well.
0: I uh I do. I am good at that. Except I mean things are not in my brain, things are in my world. So if you have stuff to do. If you
1: if you could construct some sort of brain device that would help you manage different bits that's and that's
0: what a task management system is. That's what GTD is. It's an external brain that you keep stuff in. And then you can go get things from it when you need it.
1: I'm talking about internal. It's don't internal. My internal brain is terrible.
0: <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's terrible. It doesn't work very well. So I have to use things outside of me to amplify my intelligence.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm all flustered because I feel like I, I had know. such a good thing to talk about and now I've lost it. What, what have we covered in the first five minutes? Organizations, the show about computers, my brother falling out of the ceiling. It's nothing it's not nothing's there nothing I'm, let's let's I'm just here to to bounce back ideas that you come up with at this point evidently
1: let's appreciate the silence hmm. yes there can't be silence if you say <laughs> yes afterwards
0: sorry do you know actually in, in when you're learning to be a teacher that is a, i would say that's one of the top skills that you learn the how to use silence after asking a question and most people young teachers have such a hard time with it because silence is uncomfortable yeah um, but it's super powerful. If you get good at it, if you get good at just kind of standing there and watching your students after you ask a question, they kind of like learn that the only way we're moving forward is if you engage. Yeah. So you, you have a couple weeks of awkwardness, but they learn pretty quickly and it's so much better after that. I don't think it works in podcasts though, <laughs> uh, but Especially that, yeah. it doesn't work if you're listening to it in overcast
1: because <laughs> it's gone now. Um, also silence, it gives people coaching too the opportunity to think. Exactly. You know, so a lot of times teachers will ask a question and they're already answering their question before they give the, you know, the students an <laughs> opportunity to actually reflect on it. Not, not all students are going to be the same, but some will need that exactly. sort of processing time.
0: The class that I'm a TA for right now, uh, the main project that everybody works on, involves basically leading the class for an hour through uh, some sort of activity. Oh, what class is that? Positive Org okay psychology yeah so one of the main pieces of feedback i I seem to be giving every single group is that they ask a question look around for half a second and then kind of immediately answer it themselves or immediately ask a follow-up question to narrow down what the obvious expected answer is when really it's just ask a question step back let people think let them think for a moment <laughs> Maybe we should just. Maybe we'll just build in more thinking time to our podcast.
1: Maybe, maybe.
0: I mean, this is we're we're trying to come up with whole new structures here. Try to bust out of our rut. Yes, I'm actually.
1: You know, I use this as an opportunity to practice. uh, I guess just basic conversational skills. I'm a cutter person. I'm a cutter off of the other person. Mm. Because I have so much in my brain just pumping Mm -hmm. through. And I just want to be like, ah, if you get into a a conversation with me and I start getting excited. Mm -hmm. And I think I I physically start like, and I have to like hold my tongue to not interrupt. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is good practice.
0: It is good practice. I think you're a great conversationalist. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was an intimate moment. Um, (laughs) This is going to drive me crazy because... I had this whole avenue we were gonna go down, and now. Uh, so it was about. I, it was, it, it was, I don't even know. I it was, was about something
1: like, I was talking about.
0: I don't even know at this point. This is we were talking. I don't. I don't know. Let's just move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> we're just. Talking,
1: honestly, we are just here talking. So it's really, it is true. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. just
0: Catch up. Okay. So you. You said that this week. You had nothing to talk about because you've just been buried in a project. I've been, it, I have
1: been—I wouldn't say buried, but just I consumed. It's, it's focused. Tunnel vision.
0: Yeah, buried has a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Um, just tunnel vision. Uh, consumed. I tend to, I'm very obsessive when I kind of latch onto something.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I'm like a knowledge pit bull, perhaps. Okay. You, you always hear that pit bulls, like, yeah. can lock their I don't know yeah. if that's true or not. Um,
0: uh, well, now, I just had this terrible thought. Is Do you, do you participate in knowledge fights with other knowledge pit bulls? <laughs> Is that what grad school is? Just a big knowledge dogfight?
1: Uh, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a dogfight. It should okay. be a.
0: We should be helping each other.
1: I, I think so. I agree. Personally, I yeah. think.
0: I think you know. Not a zero sum game.
1: Some people act like it is, but anyway, that's the topic yeah. I don't want to get into. It's true. Um, but yeah, uh,
0: so I know you think this is very boring, but I am legitimately curious as to what you're working on. So I- I- explain it to to the listeners.
1: Uh, grand scheme of things. Um, our lab.
0: I remember my thing for when you're done. Awesome. Our lab
1: has put together a 360 degree assessment for leadership development purposes. And I've been trying to work on, I've been working on trying to improve the process in which we administer the survey items to the individuals, uh, collect the data, manage the data.
0: So this is obviously a very naive question. I know there's more to it than this, but why, you just, you just send them a survey, and then you have the stuff like what 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 needs to be automated? explain that to us um so on the front
1: end, it is just as simple as you know you know constructing a good survey, putting it together, sending it out on the back end then back end though uh because we don't really have like a a good survey. Or I guess a good database or item mm-hmm. database manager or we don't even have like a customer service, you know, right. CS, uh, CRM. Yeah, CRM system or anything yeah. to sort of manage information from people. And what you end up with if you just kind of send out surveys, some people answer, some people don't. What you end up with, what we have end up, ended up with in the past is a lot of people will get into the survey, decide they don't want to take it there. They think, oh, I just start over, click on the link again to get another survey. So you end up with like duplicates, mm-hmm. of uh, duplicate mm-hmm. surveys of empty data. Um, you end up with surveys in which people haven't completed it fully, but then they want to later come back after they've submitted it saying, hey, I, I wanted to add some additional people for you to send my other uh, assessment out to. Mm-hmm. and Or they try to enter them in the same link themselves and go back in and enter it in. And if we had uh, sort of a pro uh, software to handle that stuff, it it wouldn't be as bad if it was, like, pre-done.
0: right now it's you going in and, like, deleting things out. Trying to clean it out. Cleaning it up. Yeah, Yeah. trying
1: to then match it up on the right people. And so this data has to get matched to then other raters who also rate the leader on their stuff. So I'm trying to eliminate – I'm trying to build in some processes that basically doesn't allow the data to save until they've completed it. They've fully completed their information. Even it's something as simple as uh, putting in the words that says – be reaching out to your other raters now
0: mm-hmm.
1: get it in make sure the emails are right prior to submitting you know what i'm saying things yeah. like that and so if you think about computer programs that you use all the time um putting in so back in the heyday or let's say or crappy programs you always would get errors that just popped up and maybe you'll yeah. get like a system error like it's jarble yeah. the junk that you don't know or, or yeah. like or it just does something weird yeah well people have to actually put in these error messages people have to actually uh look for these um sort of events to happen, sure. and you have to sort of walk through and think about, okay, what if they did this? And so I kind of view, I don't know if this is, is real programming stuff, but I, I kind of view it as this. A way to sort of manage the system is the built-in automatic uh, um, uh, protocol that, like, takes them in the direction you want. Right. And if they veer from that direction, have some sort of stop and message that says, hey, you were missing this. Go back and do this. Mm-hmm. And so all that stuff has to be thought... I mean. I'm I'm making it probably seem more extreme than it is. It's not that extreme, but well, there's
0: a lot of different moving parts.
1: Yeah, there's moving parts and stuff. So, trying yeah. to take trying to take different things like that into account, and I am I mean I'm again it's been years since I've tried to program or anything like that, but I am sort of trying to take from what I know as like a kind of a programmer's perspective, like, right. and like and trying to like again again one thing I learned is like you know the, I think I was talking about it, but uh, I think it was called uh, a least in Java, Java language we talked about like you look for an error and then you catch the error and then that error has to have a message and stuff like that. So I want to have that in place. So it's gotcha. not like
0: And what off. And what like how are you doing this? Like what do you what are you using to do this?
1: Uh so we use Qualtrics um and mm-hmm. I'm using
0: well, and Qualtrics is just a sort of survey management yeah, system. Yeah.
1: Qualtrics is a survey platform, survey delivery yeah. plat- platform. And I'm trying to use it in just kind of weird ways. So for instance, it has an authentication uh, tool within it in which you can allow people to, uh, you can give people passwords and allow them access to the survey. But I'm kind of I've kind of used the authentication in a couple of different ways. Um, first, because our link is sent out, uh, that's another thing. It's not that, like our survey link is sent out to like a group of people who we already know. Random people who we don't know might end up taking it. Right. And so, how do we manage that information? You know, prevent people from again going in multiple times but allowing them to log back in. So I'm using a combination of like authentication um, as well as Qualtrics has a tool in it where you can have it trigger a panel right. based on who's responded.
0: I'm using that right now, mm-hmm. very simply. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I only want people to, I only want it to trigger a panel if a certain criteria is met. Okay. But then I also have another panel that uh, that is formed, I have like an authentic or like a account or registration type screen where they uh, create like an account essentially associated with that word or number. Okay. And that creates a panel. So if someone has already sort of taken a 360 with that order number, that purchase that mm-hmm. they've made, mm-hmm. or if it's free, you know that, that order, right. then it allows them through. If it doesn't, it kicks them out and says, oh, this has already been completed or this is not registered in uh, Eventbrite. Um, and Qualtrics also lets you use what's called web services, mm-hmm. um, which can, if other tools, this is how a lot of things, these different things communicate to each other. Right. If these other tools like Eventbrite have access to the web service, their API. Right. You can basically send a web you can send a, a query, I guess, to the web service says and tell it to extract certain information based on the string that you've put together. Mm-hmm. And so I can make Qualtrics basically confirm within Eventbrite whether or not they've registered. Gotcha. And whether or not they're an official person. Now, right. does it matter now? No. But it, it does help if someone, so no, people aren't just passing around the link saying, right. hey, there's a 360 here. Do you, you go and take it? Yeah. And all of a sudden we're doing 360s for people for no, nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that's interesting. And yeah. what about on like a, the, the other, I know, major thing that we create with these 360s are feedback reports. How did, what's that process like?
1: Uh, that process is a little clunkier and I think it would be easier. And we don't have access for through CGU. If I had access to uh, Quantrix's API, mm. which is um, what does API stand for? I don't know.
0: It's uh, a computer access thing. protocol. Maybe interface. I, I want to look it up. Yeah, now. look it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's basically their program. Uh, programmers would know what that
0: is. It's. It, I mean, it's how different services talk to each other, right?
1: Uh, partly it almost kind of gives you access to the sort of internal aspects of, I guess, the software, but, but, but not necessarily the code or anything like that.
0: Application programming interface. Yeah, it's
1: an interface. It allows you to interface with the program yeah, on, right. on sort of the surface level, not deep
0: right. within. Because well, yeah, so, they they give you access to certain things in the API, yeah. the, the creators, the programmers do. Yeah,
1: so it's nicely manicured in terms of it has call words. Right. You know, you put, you get information, you put information, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think there would be some way that even with simple uh like a simple programmer could probably set up like a web portal for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. that accesses the API in Qualtrics and pulls the information either through a click of a button, almost like a um, web, web platform. Yeah. Um, if you notice, like when you look at URLs, um, um, most of the time, even in the short URL, you'll see these like question mark, yeah. whatever item and equals blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's because that web, that, that's because that URL is sending information to wherever it's going. And so uh, that's, partly i guess the role of the web service as well i mean it kind of does that as well or you can just pass it through that through the web portal um through the url but actually that so that makes me think about that show why i like that show um catch all uh, oh, it, all comes, all, catch, it all, all comes back around all catch fire i love it because it, um like it reminds me of like the programming stuff right. low level but the idea that um you know, what we see when we view these software on the screen, right. it's nice, manicured, <laughs> high level. Yeah. It's made to look presentable. But if you look at the stuff at the very low language, low machine code, I, I took a machine – an assembly language class in uh, 2001 when I was a freshman or maybe sophomore in into mm-hmm. State. And I love that class. It was very – very just logical, yeah, off one type stuff, and it was very uh, linear. Which I almost look at Qualtrics survey flows like that you have yeah. like skip logic, it skips over certain things, and it, yeah, you use a certain um, bits of memory. I don't know, well, it's details. I
0: mean, it's crazy. Literally, every piece of software software we use, regardless of how complex it is, can be traced back to binary yep. ones and zeros. Yeah, like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, that's it, why I like I know nothing about this stuff, but I love a listening to you talk about this and also podcasts like accidental tech podcasts, yeah, yeah. when they start getting super nerdy on programming stuff, yeah. I don't really know what's going on, but it's still fascinating to listen to.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. So it's just, um, I, I think I like sort of looking at in the stuff I'm doing. I like kind of discovering the API stuff, you know, how right. can I use this? But, um, and I was talking about the show, I like sort of hearing about the more low level stuff because mm-hmm. to me it's like, yeah, ultimately it's just an off and on.
0: Yeah, And then, exactly. then then
1: on top of that, people build like, you know, I think maybe hex codes or like assembly languages, whatever. is sort of the next tier. And then on top of that, you get these program languages, which, which are then built, used to build software, but other programming languages, other programming languages that build on top of that, mm-hmm. you know, and then essentially like the, you know, the code or packages that people present are just nice packaged. What's already been done yeah. <laughs> in a nice way to utilize.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, I just like that for some reason. I don't know. Again, I'm not good enough to actually try to like make a program, but I like aspects of mm-hmm. that. Um, and uh, yeah.
0: Well, that, that actually fits in. So earlier when I couldn't remember what I wanted to ask you about or talk about, it was actually related to this uh, in that I have been getting the itch to just start teaching myself some very, very basic programming. Um, but I don't know exactly what I want to do or what, what programming uh, language I want to spend any time in. Like I downloaded some very introductory stuff for Swift, which is the new Apple programming language for applications for iOS apps. Yeah. Um, but, and I know in June I'm going to be taking an online course for learning R, which isn't yeah. necessarily a programming language, but I mean in, in, in a way it kind of is for yeah. running statistical stuff. And, yeah. And at least has some of the same structure as programming exactly. languages. So I don't know, I've been thinking uh, about that. So you, you learned, what, Java back in the day?
1: Java back in the day. Um, yeah. And I would t- I'll tell you this, though. I wouldn't say all, but there are certain languages that are sort of easier to learn. But once you sort of learn the concepts of programming, sort of right. thinking in that way – it might make it easier to learn other ones.
0: Well, yeah, they, they talk about that on ATP actually. Yeah. if you've been programming for a long time, you can pick up new programming languages pretty quick. It's yeah. not like learning a brand new language from, from scratch. Yeah. Like, like speaking language, yeah. like, you know, kind of how things are work. You can sit there and read programming code and kind of know what's going on.
1: Exactly. I mean, you can look at, look at it and look at the structure. First, you look for yeah. a structure and you look for things that are similar, mm-hmm. just in a different language. I mean, I would say it is maybe similar to language. Yeah. Um, you know, like maybe the, all the romantic languages. That's true. Know. I mean,
0: I guess if you've learned if you've learned uh, Spanish and Italian, it's probably not that big of a stretch to learn French yeah. or you know, something like that. Um,
1: and so, yeah, that, um, I just – I don't know what the software program is, but I know that it's there because I just came across one. There's like an application that's like about learning C++. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so I'm actually probably going to start digging into that stuff too. But I, I'm having the hard trouble of saying – of thinking about, okay, which one do I want to learn? That <laughs> yeah. R would be the most applicable, but that's not necessarily pure right. programming. Um, then I was thinking about, okay, what tools would be useful in collaboration with working with R, maybe even SPSS? I know Python, mm-hmm. you can use Python with SPSS. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, But if there's other sort of tools, other sort of software or, yeah. uh, sorry, other sort of programming languages that would go hand-in-hand with R, Either if you want to design your own interface, right. that'd be awesome. Because I've worked with people, man, um, in the past. A lot of this stuff stems from even some of the software that we I would say we use now stems from like these people who are like, you know what, I need a solution to do this, yeah, and it, what's it out there is sense. not good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, we talked about your your people um, on uh, ATP. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to do this. This doesn't exist. Let me make bone. Yeah, and then they it starts small. They start building it, and then they start building it, and all of it's something like, oh, this is useful. Mm-hmm. Now, now we make it prettier and package it. Now, now because I'm not the only one going to be using it, let me put in these checks. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it does <laughs> right. the wrong thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know,
0: yeah. I know how to not break it, but if other people are going to exactly. use it, I need to prevent them from breaking. Yeah, and
1: well, well, that's yeah. kind of where I, that's kind of where I am. Now exactly. Yeah, that's concerned.
0: true. That's a good point. Um, well, and I I just think to. It'll be beneficial just for the, my own cognitive abilities and the way I think to wrestle with some programming questions and the ways that you, you solve them. I don't I feel like I don't get a lot of that really right now with doing lit reviews of psychology concepts and things like that. Yeah. So it seems like it would be a good, good way to round out my abilities.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I love when my brain starts thinking that way. Yeah. Um, you know – what do I use? A lot of like, like sort of boolean operators, like if um, if this is true, then right. do that type yeah. of thing. Um, how can I make it? I, I, in my mind, I'm like, how can I make this bend bend to my will? Yeah, you know. Uh, now I wasn't like the most efficient like coder back in the day, so yeah. I, like, that's why I didn't get into that. But I appreciate that, and I've also experienced. I find it actually difficult when I go back from like. Well, I think coming up with this stuff is a creative process. I think it's weird and difficult when I have to switch my brain back and forth. So you were asking about that blog. I'm like, dude. Once I've been looking at like data sets, like, datasets, yeah. like a, I was at KLI seven thirty in the morning. Well, I've been doing that. Then I've been doing this other stuff. Once our brain words. is on that man, <laughs> it's like ah, uh, like my brain is like, uh, um, oh yeah, quicker, quickly, because I know you have, you were about to say something. Um, no, I'm, I don't have anything. Other thing I like about that show though. You know, it, has this, it reminded me this girl was like if a girl. She, she was creating the um. The operating system of this new computer that they're coming up with, and she's just in a kind of um, um, got herself uh, caged in a, in this room with this junk food and pizza. Listening to loud heavy metal, which I didn't listen to loud heavy metal. <laughs> metal but when I used to code back in the day, I, used to, I, I had a I fabricated two like boxes for two 15-inch subwoofers my cousin had given <laughs> me for my car, which I no longer had in my car, and I had them in my room. And I would just at night, man. I'd be eating junk food and have this just, boom, boom, just bass, just killing. Yeah, and I'd just, just be, I'd just be typing away, man.
0: Whoever you lived with, siblings or parents or whoever, yeah. must have loved that. It would have been a party too. It wasn't every, it wasn't okay. every day, but okay. you know
1: what I'm saying. they're, yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah, out stuff. um stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I like the idea of just saying f everything. <laughs> We're getting this done. You know, we don't have any. I mean, I, not all the time. I wouldn't want to work. Yeah. full-time but that idea of like people just coming together uh, ah, bloodshot oh we gotta figure this out your brain is wrestling and that's why i like those games like mist uh, yeah. and portal you know it's like
0: ah. every see the past like two major projects i've gotten off my plate one was my uh evaluation research tool and the second one i would consider getting my thesis launched both happened because i pulled like three quarter nighters just working and like i'm not going to bed until i get this out the door yeah I don't know. Like that's, it, that seems to be the way that I finish projects. Like I don't necessarily work on them like that forever, but actually getting them done. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know that feeling. Yeah. I, I think
1: I think in that state, especially if you if you're jacked up on coffee too, you reach some sort of sleep-deprived nirvana, like almost like a hallucination type thing where you are sort of soaring with the gods, and, and you and you have this like lucidity. This yeah. is that a word? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this yeah. sort of looseness. That just allows you to go wild with it. Yeah. And if you let that go free, if you let that just go, you just, uh, uh, all your filters are off because you have no control anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> and then somehow for me, that's yeah. like a good thing. Again, I couldn't do it every, every day, day. Yeah. for for a long norm. time.
0: And that's how people burn yeah. out. Yeah. And that becomes the, the norm. But when it's... uh Kind of like a special, weird treat that you give yourself. Yeah, and it's very productive. And I think
1: I would enjoy it, like with the team of people. If we're just yeah. trying to crank and figure something out, man. Yeah. You know, just sort of that that madness that. You
0: know. Awesome. Yeah. We will we'll, we'll come up with some sort of project and just do that together. I don't know if it really works for podcasting. <laughs> right, no. Podcast for twenty four hours. Great. You oh. gotta check the wire. <laughs> check the wire, man.
1: <laughs> check the wire, man. I think it's loose. <laughs> Uh, that's a good kind of, <laughs> yeah.
0: um,
1: I do have another point I, I can come oh, back yeah, to. Oh yeah,
0: and the, also I, you didn't actually give me advice about what programming language I should learn. Oh yeah, uh, I'm going to look into that and okay. I'll get back to you.
1: <laughs> cuz have heard I've heard different things, man. I've actually looked this up cuz um yeah. when I used to I used to mentor uh this kid in uh, Pensacola, it's just a couple years ago, uh-huh. it's a years ago. I was thinking about something easy for kids to learn. There's a lot of different tools like that. Yeah. Um and I was coming across that stuff cuz he he actually kind of exhibited good um We were, I took him to our a university of us, Florida campus one day and there's a guy out there. They were doing something out there and the guy was doing homework. Um, what was he doing? A uh, discrete math type okay, stuff, yeah. for like Boolean operations yeah. and stuff. And, uh, my buddy started talking to us like, what are you doing? And he started explaining it. And then, uh, they started kind of messing around. He wasn't getting all of it, but he was kind of understanding stuff. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this guy's this little kid's young. Maybe <laughs> if I just steer him in the directions of this computer stuff, right. he might have like a future genius."
0: Exactly, on. and then he'll become super rich, and then he'll remember his old yeah. wise mentor who pushed him that way he'll and then up.
1: Yeah, but then then he'll become so he'll become so rich he just doesn't care. Then he just he hires people people to kill him. Do you
0: have any idea what no. what he's up to nowadays? Nah, I, I wanted to make a joke, but he's like probably in prison or something. Oh, you mentored him. Don't make that joke, man.
1: Don't make that joke. Cause that, that area is actually pretty. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, Well, kinda, never mind
0: that. Yeah. He's probably making some sweet software yeah, right hope now. Hopefully he's doing all right. Good. All right. I hope so too. Yeah. Um, programming language. You don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, remember what I was going to say there's a lot of interesting apps actually for iOS about doing automation. Um, like basically linking together different functions of different apps yeah. to make things happen. Like yeah. there's an app literally called workflow, uh, to do that. And, that I, would, I think might be a very easy first step to starting to think logically about what you're trying to accomplish with the with what parameters you actually have available to you. So I'll exactly. probably play with yeah. that first. Just,
1: yeah, play play around stuff like that, man. Yeah, play around with stuff like that. The the um, you know, the first program that most people are taught in anything is like "Hello World." Hello World. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. That's that's the same um, for for everything. You know, yeah. they even had it in the show. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. I used, to, I used to love that stuff. I think I got it counted as well, my, my, my Java course, counted as like a foreign language, I think. Nice. Um, for nice. that program, yeah.
0: Well, I, maybe this is a sensitive question, but I'm curious. Why are you not working with this stuff? Like, why did you not continue on with this and, and make it like your full time thing?
1: Um, It was not. So, at n c state, it's more like more engineers and stuff. The people that loved it were really good at it. Mm-hmm. I just liked it and I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it you know what I'm saying like the nerds there they were super nerds. like yeah. they they got at <laughs> they got after it and yeah. my my code while I think it typically made sense and worked uh-huh. it wasn't the most efficient at all, all all the time um it wasn't bad either, but it you know, it might take a little longer to run or whatever. Yeah. And then you hear about these people who like sort of find this crazy way of by putting information onto you know, this this weird area of like memory and then pulling it like these little things that you know, people, people are, would say like hackers yeah. do or whatever. Yeah. But um, it's like okay, I'm I'm not that. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. It, and I found psychology. I, I really right, like right, psychology. Right. You
1: know. And uh, the that me, the the metaphor of the brain, or the, well the the mind and the sort of computer metaphor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Really, I think had an impact on me at that time. It made sense to me at that time, um, and I just found out of the interest. Really,
0: cool. Good answer. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> and it's nice to have uh, a potentially useful hobby uh, as well. Yeah, like, you know, obviously this is helping you in other in other things yeah. as well.
1: And it's helped me for other other stuff. I mean, yeah. I remember even been, and um, my first time I've sort of applied the the programming to psychology work was in undergrad. When I was already I switched over to a psychology major, and this uh PhD student she was looking for ways to sort of systematically code her or um some data that she had. and I was like, Well, I can make you a little you know Java little code for this. If they type in this, it codes it as that. If they mm-hmm. type in this, they code it as that and just saves it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I made that for it, and I was like, Oh, it's a good application of it. I was, <laughs> I was so proud of that at the time. There's like no good.
0: It was Did like, you name it?
1: it? No, it was just yeah. like a command line interface. Yeah. It was yeah. very basic. Um, yeah. You know, I've used it to do like you know, I've used it for other things, yeah. stupid stuff. I mean, yeah. not,
0: not, but but very practical and useful stuff. I mean, like, yeah, in yeah. that case at least, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't super complex, and it's not. We're not talking about you know the next Facebook here, but it was yeah. a thing that you created that eliminated a lot of redundant work for somebody. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's 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 pretty cool.
1: I'm um, speaking of language. Uh huh. That did remind me. I wanted to add one thing. So we're translating the 360 right into in, in Mandarin, some, into Chinese. I, I Ma- wanted is it Mandarin traditional? Okay. Yeah. And um, speaking of like just languages and that similarity, you know, you can recognize romantic languages like you know Italian, mm-hmm. Spanish, whatever, um, right? And that what it is like mm-hmm. with that same sort of word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, seeing the uh, the characters within oh, the, yeah. the Mandarin, I'm like it's so weird to have no clue. To have, to <laughs> yeah. have no clue. what this literally none, be saying or possibly saying, I have no
0: context clues, <laughs> nothing at all,
1: and it's so weird. I'm mean, like, yeah. I was asking stupid questions. I was like, you know, does indentation matter the same? Yeah, I, don't, um, I have no idea. And, and uh, what else did I ask? I don't know. I was kind of worried. Maybe if I like stripped away like the uh, format, mm-hmm. does that change? Like, mm-hmm. you know, does italics mean something? Different? Yeah, yeah. But I have no clue at all. <laughs> For all I know um, the person translating could could be putting in nonsense.
0: Yes, well, that's also why you have someone back translate it before you make it go live.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the way to do it.
0: Yep, that's so, how, how we roll. Yeah, so um, yeah, that is interesting. It's uh, well, it's I'm learning how to write and read in a I don't know what's the term for that type of language. That like was this character go, or, or grab. I don't, I, know. I don't know, but basically, where the characters are not syllables, yeah. they are. Ideas, yeah. Essentially, is that what it is Wow! Like they are, yeah. They, they, it's not.
1: My mind is so blown yeah, right now. Yeah, I it, can't. The way that
0: you put them together, like, make other yeah. ideas. I, th- I, I mean, I could be totally wrong. I yeah. obviously don't speak Mandarin, yeah. but that's my understanding of those types of of languages.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it. I mean, essentially, the English language is is also just a symbol. Each letter represents sure. a symbol. And so I wonder just how they. And obviously, it's a difficult language; it's a different language. But I wonder how a person learning well, English and
0: there's only. I mean, for learning English, there, you have 26 letters, and then obviously the combinations thereof. You know, in terms of how, you know what sounds they make when they go together, but for a, a language like Mandarin, I'm, they, you have to learn thousands of symbols to be able to write in Mandarin.
1: Yeah, but. The English language has thousands of symbols. If you no, think, no, no. If you think Each,
0: about, yeah, but they can, you can break them down into, okay, yeah, yeah. Your, into their syllables, into their okay, letters, gotcha, gotcha. And, then that, and then you can kind of oh, figure gotcha. it out. I got gotcha, you, got
1: gotcha. you, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it, it, it made me go back to that sort of assembly language. The letter being the low-level <laughs> yeah. piece, them together becomes a different meaning. Exactly. That's like them how English
0: how English works, yeah. and Chinese I don't think fits to that. Uh, man, man, it fits to that model. Man.
1: Hmm. Well, it trips me up. Like you know, it's so easy. To, I'm thinking it's going to be so complicated to like get it into like Word, but every, all the software handles that oh, stuff yeah, now. Of course. It's uh, incredible.
0: You ever watch uh, Firefly? Or or the movie Serenity?
1: Is that... I think that's the one I tried to watch, but yeah, I and get into you, it's like it. It's about the Western? It's like, yeah, it's, it's sci-fi, but experience. kind of Western. Yeah, I can not get into the it. One,
0: that's fine. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting in that is that there is this undertone throughout it all where it's obvious that... China and Chinese has become the dominant culture and language, uh, maybe not culture, but definitely the dominant language. like people like swear in Chinese, hmm. and there's a little snippets of Chinese I guess everybody knows, so it was just interesting to think like they in this fictional world, they decided that i mean you know that's obviously that China had kind of taken over everything How do you
1: know it's Chinese?
0: Because I think I had I had the subtitles on. And it was okay. like Chinese or something, <laughs> and it sounds – I mean, I've 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 have been around people who speak you know Mandarin or see. I keep. I don't. Is it Mandarin or Chinese? Like I feel I don't like know. I'm being offensive. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, when I talked to the person translating, uh-huh. um, she spoke about it in terms of Chinese. Okay, Then I'm I try to I try to say I try to say Mandarin yeah. or traditional because I think in Qualtrics, on a different version of Qualtrics, they had a translation. Um, okay operation or tool uh-huh. and it sort of specified and I was okay. like I was also try, trying to approach yeah, it the same thing that. you know and she was like oh yeah I can tra- tra- um, translate it into Chinese okay so,
0: yeah. so Chinese then um, I mean I've heard enough people might be, Chinese I, I might to, be wrong but yeah to uh, like, yeah. hear people like, I don't know what they're saying but I can kind of tell they're speaking Chinese yeah Although I'm probably just being a a, a a jerk and they may be speaking like Korean exactly. or something. Exactly. So do you, I don't know. Uh, I'm I uh, be speaking anything. Exactly. <laughs> um there's a
1: comedian. I I think I told I don't know if this comedian said it or not, so nah, I, I don't wanna I don't attribute it to him. But there's some comedian that was just talking about how um <laughs> how it is their their sort of naivety thinking that uh, not understanding why a Chinese person couldn't understand a Korean person. <laughs> you
0: know, what I'm saying yeah, it's like it's terrible because
1: think th- thinking that the language was the same, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, they are they're different languages. Uh. If they don't, unless they know the other person's language, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know how similar they are. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know about it. But yeah. I, and the the comedian was making fun of his yeah. sort of um his uh stereotype
0: his, uh, or assumptions or um,
1: ignorance yeah. of the matter type thing, and so. Yeah. It was just kind of amusing the perspective.
0: Yeah, it's not like it, it's not like uh, somebody from Boston and somebody from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they can still understand <laughs> each other.
1: So I don't know. Somebody, some of those people in Tennessee, maybe not. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. My family, my family's from Kentucky, and yeah. uh, I can understand them pretty well. Right. Although I would be lying if I said I have understood every word that some of my older um, and now deceased, like great uncle, great grandpa, said the first time through. Yeah. Like. It's funny that it would take me a little, bit of while, a little bit of time to kind of acclimate to being in Kentucky with them. Like when I first got there, I had such a hard time following what people were saying. And then, but you've been there for a while. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. My, oh, I know my dad is listening to this, but we always give him a really hard time. <laughs> when he goes to Kentucky, he lapses into this course, yeah. southern drawl that never sees the light of day except when he's in Kentucky. Yeah. Well, my, yeah being my, like the natives, I guess. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, you know, it's, but you say your great uncle and stuff yeah. like that. So older populations, oh, yeah. men, they don't speak English. They speak English mixed with struggle and strife. <laughs> That's it's, true. It's like hardship. It's true. It's um, true. I so, have uh, seen some stuff. It's like, especially like, you know, you talk about these towns that have like mines and stuff or whatever. Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah.
0: all my. It's like, I'm my, too uh,
1: tired to pronunciate.
0: My family, we're all miners. <laughs> what are in, we
1: doing? In, <laughs> you want me to pronunciate? <laughs> yeah, hey, give me a beer. I'm exhausted.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That uh, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's what you've been doing for the past week. Is this is that what's on the horizon for next week for you? More Qualtrics and thinking this stuff. Yeah, through?
1: just more uh, kind of just testing it through. It's going to go live next week. So
0: no, nice. Yeah, yeah. it'll be done ish. Mm, yes. This has been on your plate for a long time. Yeah, I feel like what? I've
1: talked for a very long time, and I apologize.
0: No, I was. I've been asking you questions. I okay. want to know. I want to learn about this. I I work in the same organization as you, and I feel like I should know this stuff. But our our paths don't necessarily cross in that type of in that work. Yeah. Um, what's, what's next once that's done?
1: The next thing, uh, I have a
0: blog to write because I had it to you. You know what? I have been very lenient.
1: I know. I, pre- <laughs> no, I appreciate
0: that because I need that. I need no, that. no, I, cause I, 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 I am looking for things that I can check off of a list before I transfer my role to our, our new person. Yeah. And I, cause I don't want to like basically give her like three, halfway finished projects and be like, here you go, finish these. Yeah. So that's one of the things I identified as, I can finish this before I turn over my power. So, um,
1: um, I,
0: Yeah. good. Yeah. What, a, what about, a, the blog post will literally take you an hour to write. It takes me a long time to write. dude. Uh, you just pick a thing that you like and know a lot about and just write some stuff. Okay. Do you have any ideas? Do you want to talk about it out right now? Do you want to plan your blog post? Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Um, all right. So let's see. What have I been up to? Nothing. You've been up to... Mm. All right. right, Tell me about... You're
1: going to be going to New York soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At some point. Uh, still waiting to finalize the day or days that is happening, but I'm, I'm talking to a company in New York that is an organizational development firm and, um through a series I don't know like, just through kind of happenstance and my own uh, annoyance or my ability to annoy other people and get on their radar I've been invited to come out and interview with them so that's yeah I don't I don't have a whole lot there other than this is a thing that I'm doing they are calling it uh, like interview and like batting practice yeah. which is like just hanging out with them for the day and doing some work and fielding questions and i don't actually know what this process is going to be at all yeah um and it's not like they have uh like uh it's not like they've been public publicizing an open position that i fit yeah. perfectly for it's basically more of hey this is me and here are my interests and here is how it's going can be, can be beneficial to you yeah. so I don't know. Like basically, preparation for something like that is not straightforward. But I've been trying to really think through how I'm going to talk about myself and why it's relevant to them. Basically, what I could bring to the the organization. I have all sorts of ideas, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't have contacted them and made myself so annoying that they decided to invite me out. But so that's been one side of the preparation, and the other is they have this recommended reading list on their website. So I went to the library yesterday and how I have this big stack of books. What's on
1: it? I'm curious. Uh, hold on a 2nd Say that uh pick the three that you, you think look really interesting. Oh, God. <clears throat> oh, bro, my back. Or all. Oh, hold oh, a second. We, I can see them all. We got the noise
0: again. Oh, no. Last time, though, we couldn't pick it up on the recording. Um, Luckily, I had already read a lot of the books on their recommended reading. So this could be a much bigger pile. But... I am going to be reading Complexity, A Guided Tour, which I had actually read half of this book back a couple years ago, uh, all about complexity theory, chaos theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I put it down, though, because I don't remember why. Probably because I wasn't getting a lot out of it at the time, because I can be dumb, and it's very hard, complex stuff. One called Emergence, The Connected Lives of Ants, Brains, Cities, and Software.
1: By the way, this is interesting.
0: Yeah, this Complexity, company, just, this complexity flip, stuff is Just great. flipping through this. I love complexity we got, theory.
1: We got stuff from like, you know, computer type related stuff yeah. to like biological oh, yeah. DNA type of stuff.
0: Complex systems, it's, man. Oh, man. Like. awesome. All right. This, this one's called Emergence. And we've got uh, Anti-Fragile, which I've heard of this one, which is Things That Gain from Disorder.
1: Hold on. I, I need to look into this company. Yeah, this I is the toughest stuff to are
0: Awesome. We'll, we'll talk more about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about this one. Um, they do, they, they are on my radar because they are doing really interesting org development stuff in kind of like non-traditional ways. The Innovator's Dilemma, When n- New Technologies Cause Great Firms to Fail. I'm very aware of this book, but I've never actually read it.
1: Yeah. And this is an older book, actually. Yeah, 97. 97?
0: Yeah. Clay Christenton. I've read some of his other stuff. Um, but. Yeah. And then we've got, what's this one? Oh, The Everything Store. Uh, story, it's like uh, about Amazon. Yeah. The process of it, how Amazon became to be. Last one here. Uh, Adapt. Why success always starts with failure. Dum-dum-dum. That is... Uh,
1: all these books actually... These are kind of the way my mind works. Yeah. You know? Well, and um, That's really interesting.
0: Then there's actually a couple other ones that I got just on Kindle. Uh, the Second Machine Age okay. is one. Um, and... From Zero to One, which is a new book about startups and how basically the biggest companies, the biggest successes are companies that don't just kind of gradually improve something, but they kind of flip from zero to one. Like this thing did not exist before and now through this company, this new idea or new platform, whatever, exists. And then, Sorry. One last one. This is the one that I'm actually currently reading. It's the oldest one. It's called Understanding Media: The Extensions of Man, and it's from the 60s. And it's like the sociological analysis of how new technologies affect humans. And it's really interesting because, obviously, written in the 60s, no, like we're at the very beginning of computers and yeah. all that stuff. Like they're really talking mostly about like television and radio, but. In so much of this book, you could replace whatever technology they're talking about with software or smartphones, yeah. and it still makes perfect sense. So yeah. It's really interesting in, in that way. So I'm trying to read all of these before whenever I happen to go cool. to, to New York.
1: So two, two, th- oh, two thoughts. Again, I think I've recommended this documentary. That about, is. But all watched over by Machines of Love oh, yeah. Grace, man. Uh, This is the third time, I think. This is. Oh, <laughs> I have to actually rewatch it just to make sure. I'm recommending something that's interesting enough to watch.
0: I feel like maybe we should have a future episode of I will watch this as well, and we can actually talk yeah. about it.
1: But uh, this made me kind of think about it. Um and then Yeah, man, like I really like the idea of like chaos. Yeah, a lot of people view chaos as like only that. You know what I mean? Right. But I think so much can come from it. Yes. And um
0: Oh, well, and it's also chaos is not necessarily 100% unpredictable exactly. either.
1: I I participated in like some workshop years ago, maybe 02, maybe, I don't know, where we we had an objective as a group to basically the 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 goal was the rule or whatever or what we were supposed to do, assignment was kind of obscure like do something that that helps a certain amount of people, blah blah mm-hmm. blah, and that's about it. And we had a deadline, I can't remember, maybe midnight or something. And I'm, I'm vaguely remembering this, but essentially what it boiled down to is different people, st- you know, this idea of like the emergent leader mm-hmm. began happening. Certain people started stepping up. We started, you know, brainstorming ideas, blah, blah, blah. People just saying, oh, yeah, what about this? What about this? What about this? And we, then we established our idea. You know, I, I wanna preface this to say, it might look like this every single time to do this because it's the easiest <laughs> way. But we were like, you know, let's, let's raise blah, blah, blah money for this thing based on like what the criteria that they say, like on their website mm-hmm. can help whenever people. And I think it ended up being the food bank. Cause my mom works there. And I was like, Hey, you know, they, this money directly goes to and they have metrics and stuff. Right. They can tell you how many people it helps and stuff. So,
0: right. But nobody would have <laughs> predicted, okay, this group is going to come up with something related to the food bank.
1: Exa- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it became to this, you know, chaotic, everybody's on the phone, encouraging other people. Who can we call? We gotta get, we gotta get them to donate some money right then. Right there, you know, we're trying to raise this level, raise this level, blah blah blah. In the yeah. night, we had a deadline, right? Yeah. And think about when looking back at that, if the person looking looking at their um, donations, to look at their metrics, kind of in reflection, we probably create a little bump that was unexplainable to them. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: I actually told my mom about it, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And is this, you know, think about that in terms of life. You know, what can you do, kind of. Thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be ordered. It doesn't have to be structured. This is actually a good reminder myself, man. It's like you know, to create this little bump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to have this impact on an organization that otherwise would have just been, you know, their money, my, my, my hand is making a flat line right now. Yeah. You know? And it came out of nothing. It yeah. came out of an idea. It came out of a seed to say, this is your goal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And and I, th- I think it was supposed to teach us a point. And that wasn't, I mean, again, it was donations, but yeah.
0: Well, and so much... I think chaotic or complex systems are so much more real life than the assumptions we often use to try to understand wh- how things work and how to predict how things are going to work. Um, I mean, all the statistics and stuff that we use are completely based on probability and not necessarily, you know, uh, understanding that the things that we are looking at are part of systems and that one tiny change in a system very far away, could have ramifications for what we are looking at. And I think for an organization, I really like, I, mean, I know we talked about an org theory, complexity theory a little bit and how it's related to organizations. And I think that was the most compelling one for me in terms of, if you really want to understand how an organization works, you need to think of it as this very complex system with yeah. lots of different parts and that are all affecting each other in ways that they are aware of. And more importantly, maybe ways that they are not aware of. Yeah. That's fascinating stuff. And this is like
1: the chaos podcast. Cause I started off talking about the structure,
0: yeah. you know, and
1: yeah. like having no structure, having no form. It's almost like, cause I don't want to say, yeah, having no form, you know, that sometimes can be freeing, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, Bruce Lee, he says, you know, be like water. Yeah.
0: You but know? water is in a container.
1: It is. But if you take it out, it flows, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. if you bash it hard, it tenses up, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but it's ultimately a small molecule. It's, it's, oh, this yeah. is so
0: deep, Bruce Jeez. Lee. Well, David Allen, GTD guy, talks about mind like water too yeah. in terms of how we go about our work and yeah. how we react to things that are thrown into our life. You know, Don't overreact. Don't underreact. Just react just and be. get back to it.
1: Yeah. Be.
0: What, what you actually just did is you just revealed that we had planned out this podcast in intimate detail to make sure we started with chaos and then we came back to chaos
1: no Why because that come- that's too much order right there no
0: <laughs> oh hey, here's something i was going to say yeah, yeah. um to your point about no structure or no structure being freeing this is actually something i talk about a lot with people who are working from home for the first time yeah uh or working for themselves for the first time they i mean one of the One of the things that people hate sometimes about jobs is having to follow rules or do things certain ways and not having a say, not having any autonomy. And once you get working from home or working for yourself or both, all of that goes away and suddenly you have no structure. And people assume it's going to be the best thing in the world. And every single day will be like riding a unicorn on a rainbow uh, through clouds, very happy. But they very quickly realize this is maybe even worse. Yeah. No structure. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to figure out what I'm supposed to do? How am I gonna do it? Like it's uh until you create some positive structure, it can be a very discombobulating thing to have none. Yeah. And
1: I would say I mean if I was coming into an organization and think about the things that more structure would benefit, you know, whatever work you're doing. Than, than less. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some things require more structure than others. Some, mm-hmm. some things – I like that you phrase it positive structure as yeah. well. Some things maybe let up on it. Some things don't have to be as restrictive. And, and, and I also, think
0: also, where does the structure come from? Yeah. Have the people – have the orga- the organization or the employees uh, have a say in the structure that they're going to work under. Yeah, uh, That's one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of interviewing people in organizations is f- – hating the fact that they have to work under other people's structure. Yeah. But if they had come up with the same structure, they'd probably be much happier. About yeah. It. So, yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, going to New York, hopefully not going to make a fool of myself. Hopefully convince this company that I uh, am a smart guy who will bring lots of value. You should rock a deep V out there. <laughs> deep. Deepest V? Deepest you know v. what the deepest V is? <laughs> <No>. A vest. <laughs> Um, I, don't know, I don't know, I haven't I haven't gotten to the point of thinking about my wardrobe yet uh, But maybe I'll consult with you when I'm trying to make those decisions
1: Go deeper It ain't deep enough, that V isn't deep enough
0: I think maybe if they were like a west coast company I could go in with a deep V But oh, this is like in A tribal, is, a tribal tattoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go get a tribal tattoo Like a gold chain <laughs> What kind of job do you think I'm applying for I here? Don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know
0: Alright sir, anything else on your mind? we're at 57 so no um
1: i think i've kind of of, i feel like i've just ranted i feel like i rant i like every episode i like like, like,
0: like the the episode where you rant (laughs) i thought i was
1: trying to pause (laughs) and and breathe and allow yeah why
0: don't we just why don't we just breathe a little bit here for Mm -hmm. a moment see if anything comes to us <laughs> uh, i have been meditating more recently the headspace app man i'm telling you the headspace uh, app is good i don't
1: think it's on itunes but i'll, I'll see if i can find something somewhere. it is on, or no, on uh, uh, no. and,
0: android and, android Blue. i'm not sure actually yeah, yeah maybe not i, I try to really I try to
1: meditate just to like you know some of these um binaural sort
0: of beat oh binaural yeah sounds how's that been going
1: um i only tried a couple of times but i just i, I can't do it for more than a couple of seconds man i don't know in a couple of minutes yeah um yes and I, yeah, my, like as soon as I wake up, my mind is like racing what, what I do, uh, what I need to yeah. do. And at night, I don't know. I think I'm so tired. I, I, I have to find a better way to do it. But I'm yeah. trying. It's slowly. Yeah, steady.
0: well, I mean, meditation is a. I mean, like yeah. anything that's hard, takes practice, and you suck at it for a long time yeah. before you even start to be good.
1: But I find myself in a little bit of a meditative state. I think when I do jiu-jitsu, though, man. Yeah, I believe like, it. Like I mean, the other other day. I'm. This is gonna sound so stupid, but I'm so comfortable. Now with someone on top of me trying to kill me, yeah, you know, like and I just want to kill, but like choke me out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone got me almost in a good hold, and I just focused on my breathing, focused on my breath. You know, kind of focused on my neck, like keeping it strong, and just breathed. And he, he would move. I would, I would just like basically feel his feel his mouth yeah. movements and just adjust. Yeah, and I would just kind of adjust my body this way a bit. You know, move my legs, breathe when I feel his movement, adjust. Yeah. Until he tired out, I think his he hurt. I think his hands were hurting so much because he was really trying to choke me yeah, out. Yeah. And he, his hands were shot. He said his hands were shot for the rest of the night. And it, I was literally just chilling.
0: Yeah.
1: And just breathing, making sure I breathe. It's it sucked. Let me let me actually yeah. preface it. <laughs> it completely sucked. But I wasn't at the same state yeah. that I would have been. Let's say last year doing it. Right. Like panicking yeah. and all this stuff. I mean, I was. It was uncomfortable, but I was. I knew where I was totally comfortable. And I just kept on just moving. Yeah adjusting and he was also white belt. it wasn't yeah. if it was a higher, <laughs> higher belt, yeah. i would have gotten choked out quickly yeah. but um he was on my level you yeah know what i mean
0: that, well what you're also talking about here and this is i think it's always interesting flow and meditation have a lot of similarities yeah. but they are also very very different and i wonder how much you're talking about like mindfulness and flow there because mm. what you the point you just made he was at your level your challenge the challenge of the situation met the skill that you were bringing to it. Yeah. So you found it, you know, this very. Yeah. You, you weren't you weren't thinking about anything else. You weren't wondering like what time it is we can eat for dinner. You were fully in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. uh. I mean, I think mean, there's a reason why Chixami, I first started studying flow with people doing sports and yeah. painting and stuff because it's really easy. I mean, for me, my most obvious flow experiences are playing hockey. Yeah. And. Yeah, I know, but there's also interesting things there with mastery as well, like, in terms of just recognizing what you had to do to be okay in that position that yeah. you wouldn't have known, you know, six months ago. Yeah, yeah. And there's not like, it's not like you had, you sat down and had somebody across from you and said, okay, if this happens, now this is what you need to do. And yeah. you're like, all right, I memorized that, and now I'm going to do it. Like, that doesn't, that's not how you learn to to yeah. do that. Same thing with, with with hockey stuff as well. You just, you've been playing long enough, you can kind of just recognize how the play is developing, and mm. know where to go to be the most useful. That's which is why when you watch mini mites, which are these six year olds playing hockey, it's like ten of ten of them just chasing the puck around, it's like yeah. a pack just chasing around the puck. But watch an NHL game, not chasing around the puck. And actually, the people who don't have the puck are usually the most dangerous ones on the ice. It's mm. so what made Wayne Gretzky so such a good player. And you probably heard that quote: "You go to where the puck is going, yeah. not where it is." Yeah, and you only develop that through. Yeah. Crazy practice and being in it. Yeah. I don't know where I was going, but I totally ranted there. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> mm. A and lot with, of root beer. And with that, we <laughs> say farewell. Mm. I don't say farewell. I say goodbye. Let's get
1: an outro music. Um, Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll find something. <laughs> You're editing anyway. <laughs> you can just add something in. I'll
1: take the front front end, to the back end. <laughs> there Peace. You go. That's what she said.